0: What is up, everyone? Hunter and Matt from Team Yo. Misfit here for episode three of the Coaches Podcast. Uh, before we get started, just a couple of housekeeping notes. We have got November programming coming up here really shortly. Kind of excited. We reformatted the uh, the way that we're going to present the programming to you guys. Uh, I think it looks a lot better. I think looks it'll be better. More. Uh, mobile friendly as well. Cause I think we, we know a lot of you guys view that stuff on your phone, whether it's a coach just before a class, like, Hey, and what's the workout again? Uh, so I think it'll be a lot easier, more user friendly for you guys. Um, other big announcement, probably bigger than that is that we are coming to sugar wad. So if you are a gym that, that uses the sugar wad platform marketplace uh, in after the open, we will start providing our programming on SugarWad. If you've already subscribed to uh, the programming through TeamMisfit.com, you'll still be able to continue to get your uh, document there. Or uh, once we are on SugarWad, you can subscribe, subscribe there, and get your programming through the app. So That's we're super sweet. super excited about that. Um, yeah. Other than that, follow us at. Team Misfit Gyms on Instagram, Team Misfit on Facebook, and then head to TeamMisfit.com for your standard tons of free content and, as always, the programming that you guys Cheer. have come to know and love. So, she got for us today? Topic for the day: the best advertising tactic for your gym. And this isn't a question because you already know what what it is. <laughs> but Don't tell me, what is it? What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, what what is? What do you think is the best advertising tactic for your gym?
1: So I actually had this conversation with a family member who asked me how I advertised for the two gyms that we own as a business here. And I thought about it for a second and I said, I don't really advertise all that much. And i are like, what you don't advertise? And I'm like, I feel "Like nah. most, most CrossFit gyms don't I mean, really. almost don't. I mean, they put up there, you know, they're posting social media. There's Bob doing a back squat. Here's Susie doing a snatch. Like they do stuff like that. And I, when I thought long hard about it, I said, you know, a, a gym. And I've heard this before. Like, Um, with restaurants like a a good restaurant doesn't advertise because the product itself advertises itself. And what I mean by that is that when you go to a restaurant and you have a really good meal, what do you do? You go tell everybody about how great it was to go to, you know, Bob's cafe or, you know, bomb diggity or whatever place you're going to. You go there because the experience was so good that you can't stop talking about it. The meal was so good. The ambiance, whatever part of that um, experience was so memorable, you tell people about it and then your friends try it, they experience it, hopefully have a positive experience, they tell their friends and then that web just explodes and all of a sudden you have, you know, someone who you've never met before who indirectly heard about this restaurant from you just because you couldn't stop talking about how great the experience was. So for me, I, I immediately compare that to the gym. If your product is so good, people are seeing such good results, having such a good time, staying safe, um, you know, are achieving whatever goal they're there to achieve, they're going to talk about your product because people love to talk about themselves. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but people like to talk about things that go well for them. And if they help that people are genuinely helpful, they want to help you. They're going to talk about your product. So that's instantly what I thought of. I was like, all right, well, if I'm doing all the right things to make sure my product is as good as it can be, the gym will almost market itself. Now that's not a, like a release to not do any marketing, but it's something I thought about and I was like, wow, do people realize how much power they have to influence others without spending a single cent extra than they already are spending?
0: Yeah, I kind of like in the, when you originally made that like connection, CrossFit gym is like a restaurant. It, it kind of clicked to me that like a CrossFit gym is sort of the, the local restaurant of the gym world. Cause yeah. you've got, there's so many commercial gyms like planet fitness, everybody Planet Fitness advertises. Obviously, they're That's like substantially going garden. larger. Yeah, exactly. It's like a chain restaurant versus like the local one at the the. we have some incredible local restaurants in Portland. And I've never I don't even, I've never even seen like an Instagram ad as I'm saying that Siri and Alexa are listening to me and I'll soon now have them now polluting my Instagram them. feed, but <laughs> Uh, they, they don't advertise. I just know because it's like all, it's all word of mouth. Like, Oh, you have have you been to, have you been to street and company? Have you been to whatever restaurant in Portland? Uh, and I've never seen an ad for them, but sure as shit. They've got some insane open table reviews, Yelp reviews, whatever. Um, you don't, you know, you go to an Applebee's or an Olive Garden, you go to any one of those across the country. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get the same thing, which is how they run, but it's, it's a different, it's different.
1: It's a different model. Yeah. We're, we're talk, like you said, you're talking about some a company that's really trying to standardize their, you know, when you go to Planet Fitness, all the, the walls are purple and all the equipment is purple and yellow and they have a very specific ways of things you have to buy and whatnot. And thankfully, the CrossFit gym model is not like that. It's like running Frog and Turtle at a restaurant and Westbrook that's really small where they, you know, you sit down, you have an hour and a half, two hour meals, but it's an experience. And when you leave there, you're like, you know, I actually didn't mind that my meal took me 90 minutes, two hours, where if it were Applebee's and your meal took two hours, you'd be like, what the fuck? I'm never coming back here. Give me my money back. I want it. I want a gift card for a hundred dollars. I'll never come back here. And because they're Applebee's and they realize that they need their customers, they're more than likely to do that. But you don't get that same kind of feel when you go to one of those local restaurants. Yeah.
0: And the other thing is that the CrossFit gym, the arguably the biggest draw and the biggest difference between that and a a commercial gym is that community aspect. You go to a commercial gym, you're not, you know, you're not taking, obviously not taking a class. You're not interacting with other people, like as you guys are working through your, your sets of back squat. So you've got that conversational aspect, which is a very natural carryover, uh, to like kind of an advertising, like your friends are going to talk about it because (laughs) hopefully the people who are at your gym, their only friends aren't exclusively at the gym. Cause it does all of a sudden, time, yeah, time. <laughs> it does happen. We have, <laughs> I don't know if it's a problem or not, but, no. um, you, you want to have that kind of conversational aspect so that your friends do want to talk about it outside of the gym with family members, whatever. Um, I think that's a huge, that's a huge part Absolutely. of it. And I'm reading, uh, Ted, Ted actually got me a book on marketing. Hey Ted, that, um, <laughs> Uh, talks about kind of the reasons one of the biggest reasons small businesses fail is because they use a big business style of advertising for their small business Definitely. and a crossfit gym you you try to use a crossfit gym thing or a, i'm sorry you try to use like a planet fitness model of advertising for your crossfit gym which is like hey it's only it's a Fifty dollars to for the initial sign up, First and they're only <laughs> nine ninety nine for for a, a month. Like, imagine if a CrossFit gym is advertising in a more traditional way, and it's like it's only dollars hundred and sixty nine ninety nine a month. It's like, yep, okay, good luck. You'll see you, you'll see your doors it. closed in six months. So you you need to use the the kind of the correct level style of advertising marketing for your business and for a CrossFit gym. I think it makes a lot of sense to be and it's difficult we'll talk about it in a bit like how you create that advertising because you can't tell people to go talk about it you have Not to create come, a culture too yeah, yeah it's weird but you need to use the correct style of advertising for the correct business that you're doing and the word of mouth thing is it seems very
1: natural for a crossfit gym so i think probably a good segue is to go into those those things you can do with our action items at your gym to figure out like how do i how do I find out what are people talking about? Because that's probably the first step. Yeah. Right? If you have, you have a gym that's you know, doing well, but could be doing better, and you wanna figure out what is the missing element, or what am I not doing that I could be doing better, or maybe figure out like, what do people really like about the gym? Go hang out with your people. I mean, we talk about this all the time about you know, affiliate owners should take their own classes. Like, we strongly believe that. Hunter and I take classes regularly at both gyms. Like we strongly believe that, you know, if we want to know how good our product is, we should participate in our product. And if we don't like about it, like something about it, we then have an interaction with a coach. We figure out what can we change to make it different. So step one for me is just go have conversations with your gym, participate in your gym. You know, figure out why your, you know, favorite five customers like this part of your gym, you know, that has great programming or has creative warmups or it has it keeps everybody safe or I've lost fifty pounds. Like figure out what they're there for. You know, and you can kind of survey the room, figure out what they're there for. And once you have that blueprint, you then can now tailor your services or tailor your energy and effort to focus on the things that are important to people. Because too many people spend money on, I'm going to spend $5,000 a month to make sure my gym, you can eat off the floor. Great. Is that the best use of $5,000? Probably not. Or, hey, I got to make sure I have Wattify up front because people like to look at their workouts on a TV screen. Is that nice? Sure. It's great. But does it make so that people come back? Probably not. People are there for results and they are there for the genuine interactions and the feel they get when they go through your doors. So for me, having that conversation, not only does that make that member feel like they're part of your community in a little bit tighter, more tight knit way, but it also gives you a good perspective on what's going on there. Because realistically, this is not an Olive Garden or Applebee's or a Planet Fitness. This is a micro gym, a small group that serves a very select community and Every community is a little bit different. You have to figure out what makes your community tick. That's like step one, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you 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 gain so much if you're if you're a coach or an owner who doesn't take their classes. Um, I don't want to like put it down. I understand there are a lot of things that you, we coaches and owners have to focus on, but you you have to. There are, there are, you just cannot understand, get a feel for your gym, even if you're talking to your coaches about it every day. It's like you imagine imagine having like a sibling or like a best friend but the only way you know them is through somebody else is somebody else telling you about what they oh you'll never believe what your best friend did today like you can't possibly so i think you getting- understand that without actually being there actually getting yourself in the mix and actually understanding what what is going on inside your community what's the dynamic at the five thirty class what's the dynamic at the 6 a.m class how does that different who why does so-and-so come prefer to come to this class uh over another class or something like that you have to you have to know those things about your gym and hopefully it's a positive and then play to you know play to those strengths
1: i think you give people a pass i would say it's unacceptable to not participate in your own gym and yeah. i don't think you need nah, to take every single class every yeah. single day that's not realistic but like you know if you truly want people to make a change in their life and you want you to use your service and to think that your service is superior to every other service on earth, then why don't those same things apply to you? If you think yeah. that your gym's gonna help someone get in the best shape of them and keep them the healthiest they can be, how does that not apply to you? And if you don't think it does, I'm here to tell you that you're, pro- you're more than likely wrong. I mean, I get it. Some, yeah, some no, CrossFit I'll... affiliate owners aren't, <laughs> that's not their full-time gig. They might be lawyers that have a gym that they bought on the side because they're really passionate about CrossFit but no, I don't have time for it. There are certain circumstances where there's leeway realistically to know the have the pulse on the community and have a pulse on the product that you're putting out there have to participate because how else will you do know
0: yeah so i would say it's it's acceptable if you don't care about the success of your gym which yeah. if you're listening to this you probably do care so yeah i'll i'll get on board with that i'd say it's unacceptable you don't take at least occasionally your own classes yeah. from your different coaches and don't stuff get me wrong like you that. might be the guy it's that coaches
1: a, all of your classes so the only time you get the workouts in the middle of the day or early yeah. in the morning or late at night so There are people that like that. But like for the most part, if that's the case, well, good. then do the classwork on your own time, like participate in your gym. So once you've kind of surveyed the group and you figured out what they like, what they don't like, you now have a list of action items. You have a list of things that people really like. All right. Well, that's great. Can we make them better? Right. Do you sit down and say, you know, people really seem to love personal training in my gym. All right, Great. Do you offer the ability for people to sign up for personal training packages, or is it just some random Bob comes in and says, "Hey, I'd like to do one-on-one sessions"? Like, are you constantly putting that out there, or you're like, you know, my gym really, really has good programming, but we haven't seen a PR and back squat in a while. All right, well, let's redirect this because we realize that maybe people are really love getting strong, and that's what they want to focus on. So now you tailor your programming to be a little bit more strength biased for a little bit. There's absolutely nothing wrong with creating variety in your programming. That's what CrossFit was born out of—is constant variance. And on the other side of the token, you find things that aren't great. You know, maybe they're like, I would love to tell my grandmother about your gym. I think it's great. I think you should keep people safe, but it is fucking gross. I would not bring my grandmother in here. It would appall her. You know, she's got everything put away in nice fine china and she, you know, dusts everything every single day. So there are ways where you use this information and I'll go back and say, all right, how can I change the experience that people are having to make it one that makes them want to talk about your your business and your culture and your community and your vibe outside of i
0: I say that i would say yeah that's that is important and there are certain kind of yeah if your gym is disgusting probably fix that fix that shit but um i think before that actually is kind of defining who your gym is for and what it's about and what i don't mean is our gym caters toward the the 25 to 40-year-olds. That's our, you know, we, we primarily have a, uh, I'm so, not saying we do, this is just an example, like our gym is primarily for the master's population or something like that. You don't, I don't think it's as important to say like, our gym is for this demographic of people. Instead, think about saying it as, this gym is for people who want to work hard, who like having fun, or this gym is for people who care less about performance and more about the social aspect of the gym. So instead of a uh, almost like a, a very specific, tangible thing about your gym, like hey, if you're if you're a, a college student, this gym is for you. It's like, it, I mean, you could go down that route. It's very but generic. I, yeah, it's very very generic. Instead, it's. This gym is for people who want to work hard. And all of a sudden you do have the college, the college athlete who wants to work hard, but you've also got like the 45 or 50 year old woman who wants to work hard. So I think identifying kind of what your gym is about, the culture, the values and stuff like that. People talk about that. People are willing to say like to a friend, you know, it's when they say like, oh, tell me about this CrossFit gym or more likely because we know CrossFitters don't shut up about CrossFit. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's awesome. Like the gym, like everybody there, we just work super hard, but we have a really good time. Like everybody goes out to dinner on Friday night after the class and whatnot. Like it's, it's, that's, that's the kind of place this is not what's more attractive that conversation or yeah, this place is for primarily like the 20 to 30 year old working, working class Individual or whatever.
1: No, like, which one sounds more appealing? <clears throat> I think it takes that you take care of that by you know you look at your your business, you look at people who you would generally enjoy coaching and teaching and working with, and people that you know, when they come to your class, are, like excited they're there. Like right, those are the people where you can kind of figure out what are their personality traits, what makes them tick. <sighs> What what by sitting down and having a conversation over coffee could you learn about this person and then re- like reinforce the things that matter at your business? Right. Now, don't get me wrong; you shouldn't just take whatever your five the five people you pick and say, "All right, they found these seven things important. I should yeah, throw all the things I, I care about that. out the window." Yep. There's a, a meshing that needs to occur. But the important thing here is that you have a pulse in the community and you're interacting with it because, you know, how, how my favorite thing is like, I used to watch any one of those like cooking shows. You look at someone they're like. They're teaching novice chefs and they're like, why the hell aren't you tasting your food? How do you know it's good if you don't taste it? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm the food on the floor. <sighs> like they do that to teach you that you need to be aware of what you're putting out there and taking your own class and interacting and being a part of your community is the way you would truly know what is your product like? Do you think it's better that
0: a coat like an owner? Or the kind of going from a top down, like you define what your gym is about, or do you think it's more value? It's better to like almost let your members dictate what your gym is about. I think in an ideal, this is an unprepared question. Yeah, I think in an (laughs)
1: an ideal situation, like you would have certain things that are important to you as a person. And I think everybody, everywhere, has certain values that they hold near and dear. But I do think things evolve over time. Like when I started with. Coaching CrossFit, I was all about the sports side of stuff. I thought it was cool. People were putting 300 pounds over their head and running, you know, five minute miles and then deadlifting 600 pounds. Like that shit was super cool to me. And I still have a great appreciation for those top end athletes. But over time, I realized they aren't the people that come in and pay your bills. They're great to have. Like it's fun to be able to look over and say, look at that dude over there lifting all that weight. Like if you work hard and you're as dedicated to him, you could be like him. Like that's good to have those people in your gym. But what really turned the page for me is like, hey, I'm here to service the person who wants to be healthy, right? And rather than prioritizing who is at the heaviest lifts, it's like, how can I teach someone to have a, um, a long-term plan to make this the only thing they do the rest of their life to stay in shape? And that's by keeping them safe, making sure they have fun, and giving them ways to quantify and track their progress over time so they see not only are they having a good time with fun people and they're staying safe, they see they're getting better and i think the the one of my favorite ways they put is like a low trajectory to a distant horizon like you're doing something with the intent of like i don't need to get there tomorrow i don't need to get there in a week i'm getting this fitness for life and for me that was the biggest shift because again i started as the like hardo like college kid it's like i just play sports i want everyone to be fit and healthy and i athlete and it's like not what it's really about like i want to change lives now and to me don't get me wrong i love snatch prs but when someone says, hey, i don't i don't weigh 300 pounds anymore i weigh 200 and i wear a large t-shirt instead of a 3xl that shit's really cool yeah
0: to me. and well i think it's important too to like it we we have kind of evolved from that direction we both started uh and had we we're at a gym that was a little bit more on the competitive side and mm-hmm. as our uh Kind of thoughts and opinions on stuff have changed. So has the culture of the gym. Absolutely. So the identifying, recognizing that what you deem is important as an owner and a coach will eventually filter down to the members. If you truly believe in what you're what you're providing, the product you're providing, and why you're doing it, your members will also start to latch on to
1: that message and will will I mean, appreciate I, I, it and, <laughs> and spread it as well. I have an amazing example of this too. This is something super silly we used yeah. to do when the Wyndham Gym was eighteen hundred square feet. When I coached class, as soon as the workout was done, I said, all right, guys, let's all help each other clean up. And I would grab people's plates, start putting that shit away. Didn't matter who it was and how much weight it was. Yeah, and now I, just, happens. I just make it as part of my routine. Hey, we're going to clean up and it's a group effort. I'm going to help you. It's not like, hey, my job's done. Take care of your shit. I'm over with my, my hours over. We I just started helping them. And now nothing gets left out. I never have to worry about things getting put back where they belong. It just become a culture thing that everyone's done now. And it started with, you know, Coach Caroline, Coach Austin and I were like, all right, we're gonna make sure that when we teach a class at the end, we help each other put it because we want this community to be about help and involvement with each other. And you know, we're actively participating in other people's journeys to being healthier. And it seems silly to say that like putting someone's plates away are that way to cure their diabetes, but you might unintentionally do that by having someone feel like, oh, this place, this place cares about me. So I wanna keep coming because every time I keep coming, I notice I get a little bit healthier. And they didn't see that on day one, that you were reducing their A1C by point zero 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 one percent but over time, that happens because they keep showing up because other factors play a role in their journey of why they want to keep coming back to your gym.
0: Right. And why they want to talk about it exactly. with other people. So what, like, I'm glad you made the point, like, you can't, it's it's nice to have kind of that stable of members who are going to, who can kind of give you the the ground floor view, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And we're obviously saying to, you need to be in the mix as well as the owner, but- you do have to, this is why I kind of brought up the point where you have to, to a certain degree, dictate what your gym is about. Because yeah, e- every single person is going to have a complaint or somewhere or the other, yeah, or an opinion. Um, And you can't possibly uh satisfy, you know, satisfy everybody. If you play but, everybody,
1: you stand for nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you have that kind of those, whether it's like a mission statement or the values of your gym or whatever, it's like, hey, this is what we're about, then- you're way less likely to, to me, those are like the, the kind of the guiding principles of making decisions and a lens to look through. Yeah, exactly. It's like when, if, if somebody has a complaint about your gym, does it, uh, does it fall under, like, is it part of what you believe? Like, do we believe that it's important that, you know, I didn't PR my snatch over this cycle. It's like, well, like is, Improve performance, a, a value of your gym. Like it's totally fine that it is, but if it is, and if it is, and it's not working, then you reassess. But if it's not, then it's like, well, hey, like, what, you know, why are you here? It's for. It's because this is what our gym stands for. Like, are you like? I don't want to say you like, are you in, you're are here you for PRs, Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, you have to, you have to know kind of what what is important to your members, and there is definitely a balance of yeah, you want to dictate tell your members what's kind of important in your gym, but also like, yeah, the the culture is going to evolve. It's going to change and your opinions on things are going to change. And it's important to realize one isn't right or wrong. It's just what, how can we keep people kind of engaged, talking about the gym, talking about the business, what, you know, that sort of and thing
1: to me this this it's funny you say that when I used to teach all of the beginners classes way back in the day um, The first few classes were really awkward like you don't know the person you try to get to know them But not everybody's open and like outgoing some people are very private and keep it themselves And you know, I struggle with what the hell am I gonna talk to this person who doesn't want to talk back to me I, It feels really forced. So I started thinking about this as I was coaching, you know and reflecting on my drive home from those classes and I thought like if I was new to this gym what would make me wanna stay? Like, what, what could that person say to me that would be like, oh, yeah, you know what? That is something I wanna align myself with. And, you know, this is gonna sound very vague when I say this, but I tell everybody in the beginner's class, like, we're here to help you reach your goals, and I don't care what they are. And they're like, huh, Like, how does that, if you can reach my goals but you have no plan, that doesn't make any sense. And I tell them, like, listen, if you improve your health through improving your work capacity at our gym, AKA getting fitter, you're gonna find other things in your life come easier. You can work an extra hour at work. You can coach another game of of softball for your kid. You know, kid growing up. You can carry a piano up a pair uh, flight of stairs. You can go for a hike. You can play with your grandkids. Overhead all, piano carry. Yeah, all of these little things that, like, you know, are very personal to the person you're talking to. They all start latching onto it and, they're like, all right, well, shit, I didn't think that going to the class is gonna make me a better EMT like dispatcher, but it does. But yeah, that. Definitely agree with that. But in the same way that you're,
0: you know, a back squat PR doesn't come every day, you're not going to, you might not notice those improvements outside of the gym, like in your life, like, oh, I am a better EMT. I am a better parent. You're not going to notice those things right away. So what you need to, as the coach and owner, what you need to be doing in the meantime is exactly what you're saying, developing those relationships, Mm -hmm. making sure that, trying to make that first beginners class as unawkward as possible. Like when you when you kind of really think about it, the difference between the commercial gym model and the CrossFit gym model is is two really significant things. One is the the price. Mm -hmm. When you go to a you sign up for a commercial gym, you're probably gonna get deducted monthly the same amount as you would for a, a a cable subscription or a you know a Netflix, Hulu, HBO subscription, whatever—something that doesn't break the bank. You go to a CrossFit gym like that when that shit gets taken out of your checking account, that's different. Or on your credit card, whatever, that's different. And the second thing is the the relationship side. Like commercial gym, yeah, it's like ten bucks a month. I'll start going next month. It's not no skin off my back, but. What's the real reason you're not going? If you had friends, like if you had, you and your friends planned to go out to dinner every Thursday night, like you'd probably go because they were your friends and you have a conversation, yep. have a good time. If that doesn't exist within the gym, like what's the motivation to go? And when there's no skin off your back, cause it's only a few bucks a month, like CrossFit gym, very much the opposite. You're going to notice when you're paying for a premium service and, and you either don't use it or it's not good, but you go back you keep allowing that 170 a month to get taken out of your account because you want to go back to that gym. You want to have the, that you have the relationships with those people. There's the level of accountability you have with your training partner and your coach who hopefully has developed that relationship with you. That makes you want to go and again, talk about the gym with, was your, with say, your friends. I just going to say, you know,
1: and I go that over that overview of like how this could help you at, you know, coming here, how this will help you in your life. And they start to give you those information. You can try to latch onto those certain parts of their identity that you can, um, you know, have a conversation with in the future. Yeah. But the, what's great is that you check back in, go back to them and ask them how their job's been going, or ask them, you know, have you noticed how you've been getting any better shape, or is there anything I could do to make this better? And a lot of times they'd be like, you know what, I took the stairs for the first time ever. And then when they tell you shit like that, highlight that and give them a high five and congratulate them. That is the. Essentially, that's at the carrot in the end of the stick. That they got a bite of the carrot finally, and you push the carrot out a little bit further, and you give them something else to work towards. It's super important that you give them little milestones, little achievements. And then when they have those achievements, you celebrate them. Yeah, for sure. So we we make sure we go out of our way when someone tells us something that's brand new or they haven't never done before, or you know they see this fitness paying off in their real life. Fuck yeah, man! That's awesome. That's what the shit is about. That's what that's what gets me up out of bed in the morning. Is like, hey, you are now a healthier, better human being. And not only are you a better human being to your family, your community, it makes my life better because you're a better person and I have to be around you. So like, it's all about this like constant desire to want to be a better version of ourselves. And if we can focus on that and make that really what either the gym's about, the programming is about, the coaching is about, or every single aspect about your gym is about getting better and figuring out what those things are, you have a really good recipe for a very successful business. And it's the
0: positive feedback loop between you and Absolutely. that member. Like, like you were saying, like when somebody tells you, yeah, I took the stairs for the first time. I cut 10 points off of my fasting glucose or something like that. That motivates you, but you, then you continue to learn about what motivates them and Mm -hmm. you can kind of cater your conversations, your, your training or like, Hey, this is going to help you continue to get better at X, which if you remember, that's really important to you. And then they're, Oh yeah, that's right. And I keep coming back and you keep you keep getting motivated, and it's this positive feedback loop Absolutely. that that just makes people want to want to keep coming through the doors.
1: Final thoughts. F- final thoughts are you know participate in your product. You know if yeah. you if you really want to have a successful gym, if this is not a hobby for you, this is something you're passionate about. Participate in it. Two, have conversations with your members. Right, your 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 day as the affiliate owner or coach doesn't start and end with the five o'clock class and end when the six o'clock class starts with that person. Now you have these interactions inside and outside the gym, and you know if you truly want to help people, you should know what makes them tick. So if you can figure out what makes them tick and figure out what they enjoy about your product, you now have a really easy defined map on like what you need to focus your energy on. And if you like that person, what they stand for, and you cater to the things they like, go more off than not, You're going to bring more people like them into your gym, and you're just going to perpetuate or perpetuate what you talked about that positive feedback loop where you're getting this environment that seems to be. You know the message you want to deliver to the public, and to me, that's ex- the three steps that you really need to take to kind of work your way into having this you know, unsaid marketing plan. Yeah,
0: it, it's such a it's such a social business, yes. and you have to. I think that you have to know what your gym stands for, kind of what you as a coach and owner stand for, and how you want to how you want to make that kind of. Make make your members latch on to that message and then use it to achieve their goals, their, motivate them to achieve their goals. And I think that's the, that's the route that people are going will, to will want to talk about your product with other people.
1: Agreed. When it's more organic, it's more likely to stick. That's, that's the way I think about it. The more it feels forced, the more it feels like you're shoving something down someone's yeah, throat, course. the less, less relatable it is. The, I mean, what we're really doing with marketing is selling an identity or a feel or a, you know, a vibe. Like, can you create that with your marketing plan? And if you have a pulse in your community and you know your people, and like you just said, you have all those things kind of lined up then you're going to be right on the right path. If you don't, you might need to reevaluate the way you're doing things.
0: Beauty. All right. That was episode three of the coaches podcast. Uh, you guys can find us on YouTube, the misfit athletics podcast channel, um, And then, like I said, Team Misfit programming is coming to Sugar Wad after the open. So we'll give you more information on that, especially if you're a subscriber. If not, that you can obviously still subscribe to the programming through teammisfit.com. And then be sure to follow us on Instagram at Team Misfit Gyms on Facebook, Team Misfit, all that stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks,
1: guys.